<laughs> yeah! You edged like that and then didn't give us <laughs> the best part of the song. As Dorian Electra would say, I'm an edgelord. Um, welcome to the Renegade pod. Uh, we've changed our allegiances to talk about a special topic today. It's Michael and M here, M and Michael. Um, you can call it for tonight, you can call me Pikel, so that so that our initials spell E P. Oh, I love you, Pikel. Thank you. Wish I could call you something fun, but we need your name for the bit. Yeah, Eppley. <laughs> yeah. So today we're 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 talking about our favorite EPs of 2020. About EPs more generally. Um, the, the format, the the myth, the legend, uh, you know, and maybe like an EP, this will be a shorter, shorter pod, mm -hmm. or maybe it'll go for three hours. Yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about potting is that you never really know how exactly you're going to make a podcast go two hours, but you always will. Yeah. Um, okay. So first of all, how are you? We haven't potted since the summer. That's true, which means we haven't spoken since the summer. It's true, it's been so long. I'm okay. I had a nice weekend. Um, I feel like my body's like fully decaying. Like I'm at this point in quarantine where I've hit a new level. Um, but I had a nice walk with friend of the pod, Andy Beck, earlier today. Oh, great. How's um, Andy? Andy's doing all right he's about to move in february and he's trying to move to our part of west philly so i was worried you were going to say some other city no 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 no. closer by chain smokers is where he's moving good yeah um i'm playing some fun banjo things i have some artistic plans up in the air i'm obsessed with ebay now oh yeah that's a fun quarantine hobby yeah i actually bought an ep on ebay um so we can we can talk about that as part of our ep discussion you're really committed to the pod yeah that's why i do everything uh, that I do. what are you drinking Pykel? um we got a big old double bottle that needs finishing because it's getting up there in age and it's uh it was a Cabernet on sale at the Fine Wine in Bryn Mawr. Oh, mon dieu. Um, you can also always cook with it. I don't know how to cook with red wine. Yeah? I only know how to cook with white wine. 
Maybe I'll mull it. That's true. You could do that. There was talk about mulled wine recently on, on our pod series. True. Um, what um, did you finish the most recent DC pod? I sure did. Uh, I decided not to listen to the last few seconds oh. of it. Um, you know, I, I love to be surprised. Mm -hmm. uh, cool app. Enjoyed hearing your predictions. I really was just like laughing uh, hysterically, just cackling in Clark Park at the part about the DC mocktail scene. <laughs> That's I. That was not the part I thought you were gonna say you were cackling at. Oh. So that's funny. I, think I was gonna say the Fiona Apple. No, I thought you were gonna say "Big Year for Death" because I think that's <laughs> objectively the best moment. That's really funny. I was so excited uh, to return to that prediction specifically. Yeah. No, good new format. Very happy to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm watching so much Dawson's Creek. It's crazy. Those teens, they're really, they're coming of age. I think that's, I'm going to need a show to get through this month, I think. Although I have so much Christmas media to consume. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be fine. Yeah. I'm also working a lot because I'm trying to pick up a bunch of shifts before. Um, you go home for Crimbus. Yeah. So I'm not really staying up late as much. What else is going on in your life? How are you? I'm good. I feel like I'm in a pretty good place. I don't have like an intense longing not to be single anymore, which really seems like it's just gonna be an every fall thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like pretty good about the ways I'm spending my time, um, which is just like a big thing for me. Um, Oh, someone you know asked me out on Twitter. Who? Angel. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, Angel and I have talked about hanging out, but I, I didn't get the sense that it was like in a date way. Um, just like on my long list of people I've said it would be good to hang out with and then haven't. Yeah. No, they seem really cool. They You went to high school with them? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we ever had a class together but mm -hmm. yeah they're gonna go to seminary next year yeah i'm excited to, i would love to hear about their um their path that led them to that decision it sounds really yeah. cool also i think they're episcopal as as well yeah that's that's the kind of thing i'm trying to get into oh i didn't know that mm -hmm. um so are, are you gonna did you say yes I said, sure, I'd watch a movie on Zoom with you. That's, you know, that's low commitment. I didn't, we didn't make right. a plan about when or anything. For so sure. I didn't want to, you know, like lead with my Virgo side and be like, these are the nights that I'm free next week. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I will say <laughs> in my brief experience with Lex, they posted a lot on Lex. Oh, really? A ton. Wow. Kind of, kind of surprised me. There, I feel like, okay, Lex is the most trash app. I fucking hate it. Mm -hmm. The first few months it was cool. It was people being like, let's smoke weed and listen to Arthur Russell. I was like, yeah, like that's what I want. Yeah. And then quarantine, it's like all uwu tender queers and- And just like way too horny. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough time for everyone. It is. There are also like the same five people who are making five million posts and mm -hmm. each post is so cringe. Unfortunately, Angel is one of those people. <laughs> uh, but I don't blame them. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, what else is new with me? Um, TJ just left for the rest of the month. So it's just going to be me and Gabe. But tonight it's just me um, until Gabe gets back on Tuesday. Actually, it's just me. Um, so that's kind of fun. I just like after work, I've just been like a total like slob around the house. Like I left my unfinished lunch on the table all afternoon and just laid in bed and um, dissected my music rankings, like really went in on my spreadsheets. And that was really fun. Um, I hid my 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 tab, uh, my rankings tab on our Great War spreadsheet, so you guys couldn't. You know that I love to lurk. Yeah. Um, Damn, I should hide mine too. Yeah, I also love to lurk. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, and then our other friends just are like, "Yeah, I keep track of things on my own, and like, don't need to be on this damn spreadsheet." It seems like Cole has some data up there. Cole does have some. Ethan, like... Ethan has a dump, but I have no idea, like, where he's going to rank things. Yeah. He dumped only through July, so... Oh, that's true. That's true. Allison, I put Allison's um, sheet together. No one's ever said, that's funny, Em. <laughs> I never noticed that. Yeah, just those Taylor Swift bunch. That's those. funny. I'll have to check that out later. Um, I don't think there's anything like I'm enjoying my job. I'm enjoying working at a coffee shop right now. It's active. It's social. Um, it gives me like, I'm really glad I'm just not home all day. Like in this really hard seasonal quarantine state, like I'm glad I'm, I like have things to get up and go do most days. So that's keeping me going. Um, I'm really excited to go home. I'm like getting really excited. How's and... your family? Oh yeah, yeah. So my sister um, seems to have recovered and my parents have both tested negative twice. So that's really good. Um, I was definitely preparing for the worst there, but um, things seem to be on the upswing. And now my sister is superwoman because she has some antibodies. That's fine. Yeah. Speaking of people with antibodies, my dad said, we should go to Nashville uh, over <laughs> Christmas. And I was like, sir, fuck you. Oh, Listen to Blue Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just like, that's an insane thing for you to say, dad. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not going to Nashville with you, even though I've always wanted to go to Nashville, famously. You've never been to Nashville? No. I guess like I'm not surprised to hear you really want to go to Nashville and I'm also surprised to hear you haven't gone. Do you know what my top thing to do in Nashville is? Mm -mm. What is it? Go to the Parthenon. The Parthenon? The Nashville Parthenon. It's a like life-size life replica of the uh, uh, the Parthenon in Athens. That's so odd. And it features prominently in Nashville Parthenon, the song um, by uh, Cassia Tone for the Painfully Alone, musician I love and you hate. Mm -hmm. um, 
And every time one of my friends has gone to Nashville in the last couple of years, they've sent me a photo of the Parthenon. That is um, a really weird thing to exist in Nashville. Yeah, I think it's so zany. <laughs> I just want to see it. I've seen the real Parthenon. I'm sure Ethan has too. Um, okay, so only you and Ethan are allowed to see the real Parthenon. <laughs> buddy, they won't even let me fuck the Parthenon. Um, yeah, okay, post-pandemic, let's road trip. Let's fucking go see the Parthenon. I, okay, yeah, great war. We're all going <laughs> Nashville. Yeah, let's do it. That'd be um, kind of fun. We could pick up Ethan and Basha on the way down. Mm-hmm. That's true. And we get a really nice drive through the Appalachian, Appalachians, Appalachian. Um, yeah, we could stop at, Ollie now has a huge farmhouse and we could. That um, would rock. Keep over there and see his new studio and. Yeah, break up the trip. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I'll try to be a lot better at playing music by then so I can jam. <laughs> Um, I'm oh I've, I've been playing a lot of guitar I feel like I'm getting like a lot more comfortable just like finger picking and um, I think like trying to learn so many Adrian Lanker songs in the past few months has just like given me muscle memory I didn't know I had so that's like really that's really coming in handy come Christmas season because I love like adaptations of Christmas songs to be like quiet and folky so that's what I've been doing a lot of. Hit me up for my O Come, O Come Emmanuel rendition. Nice, yeah, because that song is allowed. Absolutely. I've been trying to um, put together some more Advent songs just from like the church services I've been streaming and like Advent playlists I found on Spotify, but that's kind of on the back burner of things I'm worried about. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much a rundown of me. Amazing. Should we get into the heart of the matter? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Record time. What has this been like? Less than 15 minutes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean, yeah. Ethan and I, like, our check-in periods are always really long. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're going to be shorter and shorter now because we're going to be doing more pods in succession and there's going to be less things to talk about. We yeah. got to save all the time for... Um, the content we've got we've got a lot to do in the next two months yeah we do all right well let's get this renegade podcast going um i'm just gonna mute my there we go okay so um what is an ep an extended play record Right. So, okay. I was talking to somebody about this. I forget who, but why? So there's the LP is the long one. Mm -hmm. The LP is an album mm -hmm. and an EP is an extended play. And L play, LP stands for limited play. Yes. Yes, that is. It's, so, it's something, so originally it was about the size, the literal like size of the record, how much data it could fit. Mm -hmm. um, and so an EP traditionally was like the lead single or in the like promotional um, ways of the world is like the lead single and then a B-side, mm -hmm. um, which is like one or two songs. So right. 
obviously because we're not constrained by um, just the way that vinyl works now. That's quite different in the 21st century. So, but why is the long one called the limited play and the short one called the extended play? I thought that LP stood for long play. <laughs> say that. LP meaning long playing record. You're so right. All right. I don't know why. I guess like it just sounded like the opposite of extended play. So that's why I thought it was limited play. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. Like the extended play. It's like the extended cut. Like how Ethan and I kind of like released an EP at the end of our podcast last last week. Oh, yeah. This week. Yeah, so interesting. What what are EPs to you nowadays? Like what's what's the EP in 2020? So, I feel like I've heard some pretty fucking long EPs. Um, and I've heard also just like two song EPs, so it really can be I feel like there's a conceptual richness to the EP as a format that you're creating something that's more self-contained and doesn't have to be um, you know as hyped and everything is riding on this as uh, a full record yeah that's a good point and I think a lot of artists who work in the traditional like this is my LP outlet uh, output format um, are, are able to be more facetious or uh, experimental uh, or just like actually have a self-contained sort of conceptually funny, weird creation. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think like there's um... The, there's possibility in an EP, like if an artist just like gets this project or um, I don't know, idea that they want to build music around and they like flesh it out with a few songs, but then they're like, how do I, like, I can't do anything more than like four or five tracks with this. Then like it allows them to release that as an idea without like churning out a bunch of filler songs that don't fit with the rest of the songs, you know? Yeah. Um, and it seems like EPs really tend to fall between major releases, like in off years for artists. Like Lucy Dacus had that holiday EP last year, which was really cool. Um, yeah, but where's her fucking LP this year? Well, I don't blame any artists for not releasing music in 2020. I'm being a menace for no good reason. You, you are a menace. Um, but yeah, like... It seems like EPs are either like artists breaking onto a scene these days and it comes before their debut or it's like after a successful album where they want to keep their name, you know, at the top of the music publications and you're making your nose look like a pig nose, which is funny. Okay, cool. I'm glad you noticed. No, I noticed, but you're interrupting me with your silliness. It's because podcasting is a visual medium. That's true. That's important. Um, or, 
yeah like I, I think like the third yeah the third thing is like they just want to do something weird and cool but don't want to like turn it into a whole album well it sounds like we've just solved pod uh ep theory yeah i think well i think there's also a lot more um space for like a small collaborative project uh, right or a, an experiment under a different name that's true yeah um that being said what uh have you like been really moved by any eps in your life like are any eps hmm. like essential to you good question i feel like there are several EPs in my life that I've really liked, but I I don't have like this EP is as central to me as like Doolittle by Pixies. That's the first like right I could think of as like that's important to me. Um, yeah, I mean if if I have EPs that are important to me, those are usually like things by friends or someone I know. Uh, because that format is like I'm I never sit down to listen to uh, an EP in the same way that I would listen to uh, full length hmm. despite the fact that I really like them and think there's a lot going on yeah I I, I think I do sit down and listen to EPs because sometimes I only have like less I don't have as much time you know like EPs oh. are good for shower length. I, I okay now I'm, that I'm thinking about it, mm -hmm. um, I remembered three EPs that I really like and care about. Um, first of all, EP two by Gagey, which is like the most incredible thing. Um, mm. That's that's how she broke out onto the scene. It's it, that's where Rain Girl, Drink I'm Sipping On, and Passion Fruit are all on that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then this year i was kind of disappointed by the buscabuya album that came out but there mm -hmm. there are two eps which also didn't have titles they were ep1 and ep2 uh were really amazing were really just hmm. like these transcendent little interlude ephemeral gorgeous things that's so interesting i I haven't heard of any of those projects, but I'm familiar with all the artists. Um, did you tell me about the Buscabuya EPs? I don't know. I know that I, I mentioned the full length release in the chat this year. Right, yeah, and I listened to that and I also didn't really like it. But the Buscabuya EPs, I, I love to like throw in a track or two of those into a playlist or... Um, uh any type of you know atmosphere creation yeah mm -hmm. they're just do you have lifelong eps that are important to you like no and really i didn't um i think like eps and now that i'm thinking about it, are they kind of the type of thing where if you're not keeping up with like music as it's currently being released like you, EPs kind of fly under your radar yeah because if you're like listening retroactively to 
a band from the 90s or the 2000s, you're going to look at their seminal albums, not their EPs, you know what I mean? Unless you get like really into them and you do deep dives. Like I was just looking like famous EPs. I just searched on Google out of curiosity. And one of them that came up was um, an Arctic Monkeys EP. And I remember listening to that when I was a junior in high school and I got really into the Arctic Monkeys. That so, makes sense. Yeah. And like, I remember that, but it's not seminal to me. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think like last year and this year are really the only times where I'm aware of artists' CPs because I'm listening to, I'm like reading music news and like, mm-hmm. yeah, keeping up with what's yeah. coming up. Also, the two that I mentioned were from an era where I was listening to EPs really closely because I was on Fox. Oh, right. The way that we would, um, you know, try to look for up and coming artists was listening to, we were like, oh, someone has an EP, but not a full length album yet. That's probably Mm -hmm. means they're in that sweet spot where we could get them to come play a show for us. Don't tell me AJ came to Haverford. What? Don't tell me Yeji came to Haverford. So here's the story about Yeji. Yeji was booked for fucks oh my God. by friend of the pod, Tate Miner. Um, and then Yeji, uh, who is deathly allergic to peanuts, um, ate something with peanuts two days before and was in the hospital and just like canceled the tour that we were part of. Wow. That sucks. That sucks for everyone involved. Ugh, awful. Um, okay, well, sorry to Gagey, but I'm also kind of glad I didn't miss that as well. Um, yeah. She also played at the Dolphin our senior year. And Simon- Does live music? They do DJ sets, um, so. Yeji would have been doing a set. That is true. That makes sense. I'm thinking about nachos as we speak right now. Yeah, I can see you got some medium salsa coming out of the fridge. Some medium salsa coming out of the fridge. We got some sour cream, maybe. I'm starting, okay, not to derail from the topic, but Mm -hmm. I'm starting to think that I just need to keep sour cream like around in my fridge as I would other condiments. You gotta. Do you? Uh, No. (laughs) So you don't gotta. I don't eat a lot of dairy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I eat more dairy than I would like to, but I'm also not willing to do anything about it right now. You're not intolerant of dairy. And I am personally a huge bigot against dairy. Yeah. Yeah, I think like dairy's not good for my body. Like it doesn't do well for my digestion. It makes me gassy. Yeah. But it's like totally worth it, at least at this point in my life. You know what I mean? Anyway, okay, back to EPs. So, are we talking about 2020 EPs now? I think we should talk about 2020 EPs. I think we should too. So, how do we want to do this? Do we want to talk about, like, just go into our list and, and flesh it out? summation? Like, what did you think about 2020 as a year for EPs? Yeah, well, I think, like, t- you talking about what EPs allow artists to do, which is, like, throw out kind of um, unfinished ideas or weird experimental things. Like 
this is the year for unfinished ideas and weird ex experimental things. Um, and it's almost amazing, like, if you have artists who release quarantine albums, like Charlie XCX. Yeah. It's almost amazing that her project didn't come out as an EP. Like, it's amazing that she didn't stop at the EP mark and just like went for a full album. So I'm almost surprised we didn't see more EPs, honestly. That's true. There were some, I listened to some things that were definitely like quarantine project EPs. What were some things you listened to? Or would that spoil your list? No, there are, um, oh, there was the Yola Tango EP, We Have Amnesia Sometimes, that felt very COVID-y, very like, real and deep jazzy um cool. what else oh I, I think the dirty projectors um ep series mm -hmm. in the way that it was like contained released recorded uh and the sort of live performance not live but like recorded performances that they were doing was very quarantine project even though it was definitely conceived of and the first one came out before interesting that. i totally did not think about that as quarantine related at all mm. but i i did want to ask you as part of this project like where do we draw the line between eps nowadays because okay so a couple of cases um are I wanted to bring up as examples. The first one is the Dirty Projectors. Like, yeah. is the collection of five EPs an album now? I think that they were intended as five EPs and um, their artistic integrity is wrapped up in this, you know, high concept uh, way of releasing music and the way in which it's different vocalists on different EPs and they play with different styles. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels like those are self-contained. Okay. Um, I agree with you. I think it's like a yes and. I think yes, they're all still separate EPs, but the fact that they put on Spotify like a release that was called five EPs. I think that's more for just ease of listening yeah. because like in, as the, as each EP came out this year, um, like looking at their previous Spotify release, or I guess they deleted and well, okay. So this is weird. So, but okay. So like, let's say it's, it was um, this summer and they had just released their third EP. Yeah. It was like that EP like the title of the release on Spotify was that most recent EP, but it also had the previous songs on it. Right. So that was for ease of listening. But I, yeah, it was just, it's just weird that they would. Have you listened to the Dirty Projectors um, five EPs in the order that they're? Like... Yeah, a, a lot. I've done, I've done it a lot recently. Cool, yeah. Cause um, I haven't listened that way yet, even though I've listened to I think four out of five. I, it's part of my re-listen, but I will listen to five. Yeah, and I think your experience of that depends on what you think you're listening to. Mm -hmm. Like if you listen for those EP breaks, then you can hear that, those EP breaks. But if you're 
just like willing to consume it as like one group's collective creation, then there, there are like consistent themes that flow through it as a project. Yeah. Well, it is interesting because historically, um, Dirty Projectors, it, it's a band, but it's the creation of Dave. It's just mm -hmm. the, the one guy, you know, wrote most of the music and it's his band. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's also interesting the way that I, I guess everyone who is on these five EPs is a member of the band at this point, um, but they're really spotlighted. And um, my favorite of the vocalists, uh, Felicia Douglas, uh, who is uh, also the singer of Ava Luna. Um, yeah, I think she, I, I listened to an interview with her where she talked about it being a really amazing uh, opportunity because Dirty Projectors is like, you know, one of the best known, widest listened indie bands since the 2000s. Like we grew up on this shit. Um, and to be part of that is probably pretty phenomenal as a person who's our age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. Like, yeah, absolutely. Using e the EP format in the way that the group did this year was like really cool in a way that I hope other musical groups do because like there's so like most I feel like so many musical projects nowadays are like so much about like a front person or like a person in a spotlight and it's like most often a man so it's cool to see um yeah just like other people who contribute to a musical project be spotlighted in a way that a traditional album wouldn't allow for, even if like they released it all as one album and like several of the tracks featured different, like specific members of a group. It was different to break up the releases that way. Yeah. Okay, so the second case of, is this an EP? Um, did you hear, a, did you listen to or hear of the release this year called Unlocked? It was a collaboration between Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. No, I did not. I wanted to because I like Denzel Curry's last album and Kenny Beats is, you know, Kenny Beats. Um. Right. Um, I, it came out early this year. It was like pre-pandemic. Pre um, but it was, it was good, I liked it. I don't think I listened to it again after like the first week I listened to it, but it had some really good stuff on it. Anyway, regardless of how good it is, I thought it was an album because it's eight tracks and it's got a runtime of like 18 minutes, which like is still, it's a slow, it's a low runtime, like it's a fast release, yeah. but it was eight tracks. And when, when you're listening to it, it's like you, each of the eight tracks is distinct enough to make it feel longer than 18 minutes. You know what I mean? That's real. But then when I looked it up, like it says online that it's an EP. Like when you see the news, it's like Kenny Beats and Denzel Curry release an EP. Right. So is that in your eyes an EP and does it matter what we think? I don't think so. That immediately made me think about Whack World. Um, yeah, that's another one I wanted to talk about. 15 minutes, uh, and every track is exactly one minute, which 
I love that album. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely a, a studio album. That's mm-hmm. uh, There's no question about that one in my mind somehow. So I think at that point, I want to say like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's my first thought. I was also thinking about the same question with another album that I really, um, you know, no spoilers how I feel about it, uh, but the uh, Carrie Faux release, mm-hmm. um, sh- she famously featured on uh, the Open Mike Eagle album that I know we both like a lot, mm-hmm. um, but she also had her own release um, that uh, is called Low Key Superstar, and it's eight tracks, 17 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, the fucking Yola Tango EP is like th- th- five hours. Not really, but <laughs> it feels like it is. Yeah. And this is, is this an album? Is that? <laughs> right. Yeah, I like, um, I like the answer of it doesn't matter, but not universally. Like, yeah, some artists are like, I'm releasing a thing that's an album. And I think it's also like EPs just have a certain connotation. It's like, this is like, EPs don't command as much attention. Yeah. So if you release something and call it an EP, you're probably just like, this isn't an opus of mine, you know? Sure. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I'm like, no, that is an album, like put some respect on the name. Um, Right, exactly. And that's what you mean when you call it an album. Okay, should we get into our top Fs? Yeah, let's do it. I was thinking we could do honorable mention and then our top fives. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Should I should I talk about all the honorable mentions? Uh, I guess there aren't that many. <laughs> yeah, do that. Um, yeah. So the first and 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 sort of most important honorable mention to me uh, is the Busted Statues EP, uh, and this is a very special project that I, I knew about. Uh, and it wasn't created in 2020, but it's a 2020 EP to me in the way that I've experienced it and in the way that it was released this year. Uh, this is an 80s recording um, oh. from my friend Caroline Moses's dad, Bob Moses, and uh, his friends his he was in you know pretty successful 1980s uh like um post-punk band and they were part of this boston scene and he's friends with like the legends who i was obsessed with as a teen mission of burma um and some other some other people uh but it's a really beautiful EP and uh, um, Bob is like really obsessed with uh, romantic poetry and that imagery and there's some like kind of beautiful 
punk guitar playing. Um, and, and also this is uh, someone who I've been, you know, worrying and thinking about a lot this year for various reasons. Um, so having that work uh, come out and exist this year is really important and cool. Um, and the, the song Red Clouds, really incredible. It's, it's what alt country should, should all be, is what I'll say. <laughs> Um, That's cool. I didn't expect such a personal connection to make a list. Yeah. Uh, then, oh, uh, I, I, I don't know if you listened to uh, Left at London's EP this year. Transgender Street Volume, Street Legend Volume 2. Volume 2, yeah she's just really fucking funny and can sing and uh i i wasn't like i want to keep listening to this forever but um you know i i think it's a worthwhile listen uh and um in my t-shirt is that what it was called there's a song that i just like couldn't stop fucking laughing at um it was amazing yeah she like is clearly a musical genius yeah and also hilarious and a good singer but i've never really like enjoyed her music for whatever reason i, like, feel I, like I enjoy it but i don't like you know i don't want to pour myself into it yeah well i think she's very self-aware and kind of it, it's not necessarily goofy it's a little goofy yeah I don't think that's the word that I was looking for though like some of it's goofy but some of it is like she's very intentional about not taking herself too seriously or like not yeah something emotional and uh I don't know I'm excited for her to release other things like I yeah. think there's going to be a point where I'm going to be really excited about her music and now it's not really it yet. Yeah, um, good way to put it. Yeah. So that is, those are my honorable mentions. Cool. Um, I have a couple more mm -hmm. honorable mentions than that, but I'll keep it brief. Sure. Um, Pull up yield spreadsheet. Um, okay, so um, one I, one I want to talk about is called "Chewing Cotton Wool" by the Japanese House. Um, this one I got put onto by TJ. Um, it's kind of unremarkable, except for the song "Dion," which features Justin Vernon from Bon Iver. Um, that's why TJ knew about this. Yes, TJ, <laughs> up to date on all that stuff. Um, it's got a really cool album cover, but generally it's just got, it's like anchored by that song and the rest is like enjoyable. So I found myself listening to it a good amount um, this fall. Um, no Horizon by Y Oak came out while we were in New Hampshire. Yeah, I remember listening to that. Yeah, I had forgotten it. Um, and I think I revisited it sometime in the fall and I was just listening to it in the shower and 
the the last song sky witness is just beautiful it's got this amazing like it's such a beautiful use of this youth choir which they feature on all the songs um and it's kind of like cool like mathy ethereal almost like beach house but less like lush it's cool i like it um moonstone by ravina really flew under the radar because it was so early this year um but the song headaches is really good it's got that amazing music um, video that music video i can't function after thinking about it even exactly yeah it's the, one of her best songs i think um i agree the rest of the ep is just like good good enjoyable ravina music um Windows open, dirty projectors. I want to mention that because, well, it's not my favorite of the five. Um, it's still, every song is really good on it. Um, it's the one, I forget the name of the artist it features, but it was the first one in the year that was released. It's got On the Breeze, Overlord, Search for Life, and Guarding the Baby. So it's definitely more like acoustic than, um, than some of the other ones, but I really like that. It's really good for the vocalist's um, voice and all the songs are really enjoyable to listen to. Um, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Those are your honorable mentions. Okay, so here I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into number five then. My number five EP of the year is Windows Open by Dirty Projector. Oh, zing, zing, zing. What do you have to say about it? Uh, I think that more than anything, the song Overlord just absolutely took me. I Yeah, what is it about that song? I don't know. It has a it holds a power over you. It's so simple mm -hmm. but so beautiful. It has really lush harmonies. Uh, I hate that the music video like takes place in Hudson Yards in New York. Ew, it does? Yeah, it totally does. You could like see it in the background. Is um, Connor O'Malley in it? <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah, I think that's Maya. I don't remember what her- Maya is her first name, yeah. Should we go every other on these? Yeah, do we want to play bits of- Yeah, why don't you, I gave you um, co-host privileges so you can screen share with sound and um, play whatever you want. case I'm gonna share a little bit of Overlord the song we were just talking about Wait. Stay behind 
which I think is just such a magnificent song. Um, I think I know what your favorite Dirty Projector EP is. So I'm excited to hear if I'm right. Cool. What was your number five, Michael? Yeah, real, before we move on, um, can, can I just play like the first few seconds of the first track from that EP? Yeah. Because it's one of my favorite moments of the whole project for some reason. And I think if you're like willing to listen to the whole thing as one project, it's a fantastic start to the whole project. Mm -hmm. In the rooms where windows open to the sea. I just think that's so beautiful. Like the guitar tone and the like dubbing of her voice is so good. Um, anyway. Number five, um, my number five, uh, the best way to do it, and we should have been doing this, is um, revealing it with, uh, by playing some. Wasted by Tom Berlin off the EP Projections, which came out sometime this fall. Um, yeah, I, I remember like enjoying that EP and then like looking at EPs I've listened to this year, that one I was like, wow, that's actually a really good EP. The song Sin is really, really well-written and the song I just played Wasted is like probably the catchiest really good i think i agree okay michael my number four saying it so <laughs> yeah, it's the same because that's an advanced bass slash Cassia tone for the Painfully Alone song. Um, Wait, which The Natural Light, the last song oh. on the EP, which I think is just an absolutely pure, beautiful cover. I think our next couple are going to be different. I, okay, cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't believe that happened twice in a row. <laughs> I'm like... Like you're Ethaning me, but I'm also like Ethaning you, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Mm, my number four. Now this is a good one. Mm. 
Wait, oh, you got to stop sharing your screen. Oh, I got it. Okay. Yeah, that is Places, Plans by Skull Crusher off the self-titled um, debut EP. I was really excited for that EP for a long time because that song came out early in the year and I really liked it. Um, again, it's like a matter of like really good sounding guitar and like dubbed vocals. I think they're dubbed, they might not be, but any something about the way the vocals sound, it's just really good. The other three songs on this are all also really good, especially Day of Show. Um, but then the third track, Two Weeks in December, is less than a minute long, and it just feels like a stub. So that's the one knock I have on this release. Otherwise, it would probably be higher for me. I am very excited to hear more Skull Crusher music. Yeah, that sounded good. I haven't actually listened to the EP. Um, but a time will come. Okay. Uh, I guess this is my number three we're doing now. <sighs> yeah, here we're going. Um, I didn't realize how long the instrumental was at the beginning of that track. What was it? That is uh, the song Soft Little Reach Out off Four Friends by Diane Cluck. Oh, wow. Uh, which is amazing. It's such a good EP. I absolutely, it floored me and I listened to it like four times the day it came out. Uh, every song really interesting, you know, about a very particular point in life that I can't really, it, I, it's very tangible, but I can't describe it. And I know it's not anywhere near where I am, um, but just really beautiful, delicate, uh, interesting combo of like, she's has sort of a reputation as a, a freak folk legend. Um, and then this is a lot more uh, synthy. Um, I want to even play a little bit of the next track just because yeah, it, it changes up so much. It's really interesting. One, two, three.
People say she's far too witchy Growing the beelines, creating a clothesline Wonder who she, go have a look-see Summon her behind, mountain sunshine I don't know, I just think she has such immense uh, creativity and her music is, is constructed in, in a way that uh, is unlike so many people who are identified by the same genres as her. Uh, you know, my top three, I'm really obsessed with uh, each of them. And uh, Diane Cluck, you know, might as well be my first. They're interchangeable. Wow. I didn't, I, I knew you really liked that when it came out. Like I had totally forgotten about it until you just mentioned it, but I didn't know you had, uh, yeah, such a, such an intense thing for that one. I, I listened, I did listen to that when you told me to, and I think it was just too boring for me at the time. But, and honestly, like that's listening to those songs again, that doesn't sound like something I would listen to to floor me, but it, it's enjoyable and I think it's worth a re-listen. So I'll go for it. Um, my number three, Oh gosh, your sound again. you were uh that is the song self-design off of flight tower uh the best dirty projectors ep that came out this year every song on this ep is a banger oh my god inner world is just so beautiful lose your love is like one of the best songs of the year certainly like one of the songs of the summer empty vessel is um just so cool like and self-design is like this super upbeat i love the the percussion in that song um all of these are like these four songs are definitely the ones i played by far the most of these dirty projectors releases this year for sure it's like these four songs and then like every other song on the eps it's shocking i didn't rake this higher um yeah what's yours what's your number two my number two is, oh wait, I need to share sound. I don't know if the recording is picking up on what I'm saying or not right now, but it would appear that Emily has frozen at a moment of terrible suspense, um, which is tragic. We'll see if I get a text from them 
saying that their Wi-Fi cut out or something. I'm going to pause recording. Uh, okay, so I had a technical error, but now... You're not sharing sound. Realize that now I am. My you read me with such flair. Those who dread prophecy must not know how hard it can be. Yeah, so this is uh, Apparition by Serpent with Feet, uh, which is. The, the only reason it's not number one, I think, is it's too short. I so wish there was more of it. It's three minutes of uh, three songs, eight minutes long. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely like a gorgeous, gorgeous little interlude. Uh, I was really excited to see what Serpent with Feet was going to do next after Soil, the 2018 album that was one of my top albums that year. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so every song's like a little weird, a little bit like, you know, he's really just an incredible uh, lover and carer. Uh, I feel like it's so delicate and resonant. I was really just enamored. Yeah, I meant to do this one in my honorable mentions. I don't know why I forgot, but um, yeah, definitely short. Bummer, bummer how short it was. Yeah. Um, what was the one, what's the one that was the single that had the music video? It's a great question. I don't remember which one was the single. It was the one that was, was it from this one? It was like, I get to devote my life to you. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe no, I think that's, isn't that from the 2018 album? Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. Am I thinking of an entirely different artist? I don't think so. No, that's a Serpent with Feet song. But it's uh, an older song. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's it was Cherubim. Yeah, yeah. That's from okay. That's right. I was listening to the Cherubim single, mm. which is why I thought I was listening to the EP. Okay, that would explain. Anyways, um, let's see. Um, where am I? Number two. Okay. This one, you you might not like this pick. Honestly, I'm starting to regret this pick, but I still really love it. It's just maybe I'm overreacting. Okay. Um, that is the song I Keep Calling off of the EP Before by James Blake. Interesting. I didn't know he had an EP out at all. Yeah. Um, James Blake, maybe like besides, like this is the year of Bon Iver for me, but besides Bon Iver in terms of like artists I've gotten into who I wasn't into before, might be James Blake more than anyone else. 
Whoa. Um, and I was pretty stoked when this AP came out. Um, but it's definitely different than his a lot of his other music. Apparently, it's him doing more of his like dance hall type, not dance hall. That's the wrong word, but yeah. electronic dance music roots, which he like the scene he came up in. Um, and it's like definitely less about his voice and more on like the beats. Um, and it's cool. It's a really fun album to like drive to at night. And um, it's just, yeah, it got like really cool sounds for him. And it's got like cool uses of his voice, which is so unique already. Um, so I've just, I've ended up listening to this a lot in the past couple of months. And that definitely gave me some recency bias. Um, but I really love the CP. Yeah, that sounds cool. I would listen to that. I like James Blake. Yeah. Um, so my last choice, you know, maybe there's also some recency bias here, but I just love it. as much you you recognize that voice michael that sounds I so that sounds like someone you really love yes and that's why i need you to tell me what it is um so the ep it's not going to tell you anything the ep is quarter life crisis by quarter life crisis which is the project of ryan hemsworth but the voice that you're hearing on that song postcards from spain is francis quinlan oh my god that sounded so good this whole EP is absolutely amazing. Did you um, tell me about this? I did, yes. I, I talked about the single. I dropped it in the music chat. Um, and then the EP only came out this Friday. Uh, so recency bias, maybe. Incredible EP, also definitely yes. Oh, I need to listen to this. Wow, this is so yeah. cool. Um, so, Ryan Hemsworth is uh, a Canadian producer and he does a lot of like cool electronic um, indie stuff. And he has some pretty impressive collaborators. Um, on this EP are some sort of heavy hitters of uh, indie rock and Francis Quinlan is definitely like the coolest and I think that's the best song. But it has Charlie Martin of Howdy um, and Hand Habits sings the, the second song. Um, and Claude, who, who did a um, song that was uh, pretty cool last year and has an EP coming out, um, also sings on it. And Ryan Hemsworth is sort of the, the brains behind the whole operation. But it's just like really beautiful, cloud-like electronic music. Wow. Um, with 
you know, it's really cool ways of bringing the collaborators' uh, vocal stylings and musical background uh, into the fold there. Because that could have been, uh, you know, like uh, the last track of uh, Likewise by Francis Quinlan, but... And it should have been. <laughs> That's really the fault of um, Likewise is that the last track is the worst. I know. Uh, that's That was, oh, that still makes me so mad that she took one of the best songs ever and made it bad. Yeah. Um, anyway, that we'll sucks. We'll talk about her later. I know we both will. Um, both will. Pods will. with our respective uh, co-hosts. Uh, all right. Well... I'm excited to listen to that. I knew this was a good idea to do this podcast with you <laughs> mm -hmm. for no other reason than to give me even more mu new music to listen to. Um, all right. The last one I will play. I love the EP Wicked City by Jockstrap. <laughs> and anybody who's heard a peep from me this year should know that. <laughs> Easily my favorite EP of the year. Um, and it's so good. It's so good. I, I've never heard music like this. It's like, like got the one of the most amazing vocalists I've ever heard. Um, and like sounds that are just so weird. And oh my God, the EP they released after called Beavercore is just so scary and makes no sense. I don't like that one as much, but this is definitely kind of like music that's like a little freaky or just like, like the album cover is like this horrifying image of like these faces and like swords in their tongues. And um, it's pretty, pretty scary. Um, but City Hell, the last track, is one of my favorite songs of the year. I like um, that one a lot. Yeah, there's no bad song on here. Uh, the single uh, called The City, not to be confused with City Hell or Wicked City, the name of the EP. Um, the song The City is also really good and like the song that turned me on to Jockstrap. And I was like, I can't wait to hear more music from them. And boy, did the EP not disappoint at all. <sighs> nice. Yeah. Oh, I have one last honorable mention uh, that I just need to, I want to send us out on it. Um, so do we want to talk about anything else? How are you feeling? Yeah, wait, so I wanted to, let's not let this slip under the rug. You think that Windows Open was the best Dirty Projectors EP to come out this year? I don't know. It's the one that I personally liked the most. That's crazy despite it not featuring your favorite vocalist. Yeah. Okay. 
that's really surprising to me because I know you love Lose Your Love. Mm -hmm. uh, wow, okay, I totally disagree with you, but interesting that you- I think Overlord is a better song than all of the songs on uh, Flight Tower. That's not true at all. Hey, but at least neither of us is into the fucking bossa nova. <laughs> hey, Holy Mackerel is a good song. Yeah, but comparatively. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it doesn't compare. Okay. Uh, so the last EP that I listened to and thought was worth a mention, if kind of silly, was uh, by one of the best fucking rock bands of all time, Downtown Boys. Uh, they released an EP called uh, L'Internationale, uh, which is, as you may have suspected, the Internationale, the song in three different versions. There's a disco mix, mix, a punk mix, and an ambient mix. What? And they're all amazing. The disco one, I'll have you, you need to check that out on your own time. Um, that one is sung in English and has the synth part uh, and bass of um, the Donna Summer song, which is the name of which is going to, oh, uh, I Feel Love. Oh, my uh, behind the lyrics of the international it's amazing um but the punk mix is truly the best and i think we should go out on it okay i'm down for that um i i like what i know about the downtown boys so very cool that they're doing this um all right why don't you go out on it and i'll stop the recording accordingly sounds good okay Thank you.